Welcome to Business Rescue 101, hosted by business coach Jeff Miles and guest Grant Thorpe. Jeff, as a business coach, I'm talking to people all around the world every day of the week, and without exception, the number one issue they have is being able to recruit the right people. they really got to go out there and look for that absolute one in a hundred applicant. But yet so often they settle for mediocrity. They settle for bums on seats. You know, I've filled the gap, I've filled the gap. And they settle on a budget. You know, they say, I can only afford that person. They go out, they pay peanuts, they get the monkeys. That in itself is limiting. So what do we do to find that one in a hundred person? What are we doing to make sure that the decision we make now is the absolute right decision that's going to hold us in good stead for the next two to three years? The thing you need to be looking at is to make the decision to recruit well in advance. So you're looking at setting up what I call, or what is now a fairly good common term in the recruiting industry, is what's termed a virtual bench. Virtual bench? Virtual bench is where you're looking for applicants before you have the vacancy. So you're constantly recruiting. You're scanning the marketplace to say, oh, I was in the shop the other day and I got served by a guy who served me coffee or a girl that served me some coffee, and their customer service standard was outstanding. You were just amazingly impressed by their level of politeness, the way they came up to the table, the way they came up and cleaned the table halfway through, the way they came up and asked you if you would like another cup of coffee. These sorts of people are unusual. These are the people that are the one in a hundred. So what you're looking for when you're setting up a virtual bench is you're looking for a number of people well in advance before you need to recruit them. And part of that virtual bench could be that referral and that network situation too. So, you know, you're starting to think that you might need a sales manager or you're starting to think that you might want to make yourself redundant and move out of being the general manager and maybe sit on the board of your business and you're looking for some succession planning. So you need to start to talk about who's out in the marketplace and who's available. And the next question would be, how do I find them? How do I find that person that's got the talent? In your experience and being the global coach, in your experience of having hundreds of real estate agencies, other general businesses, motor mechanics, service businesses, retail businesses, in your experience, where would you find these applicants? You know, it's a matter of going fishing where the fish are. So it really depends who you're looking for. But let's take a sales role as a clear example because it's pretty simple and we can cover a good example here today. One of the things that I would look at is I'd say, well, is there a great pool of people out there that have been really well trained, but they might be stuck in an environment that doesn't allow them any growth or any freedom, so they're potentially up for a change? And where do I find those people? Now, if I'm looking for salespeople, and you mentioned before about retail, I would be grabbing 50 business cards of mine, and I'd be going to one of the biggest malls down the road. Why, are you applying for a job? <laughs> no. Oh, actually, I think I'm unemployable, Jeff. I haven't worked for anyone for so long. But, you know, what I would do is I'd go to that mall, and I'd be looking, you know, not to go out and door knock, for want of a better word, but I'd be going in there to experience the experience. And like you mentioned about the person serving you coffee, I'd be walking into a menswear store and seeing, who approaches me, their rapport, their ability to sell, the ability to offer me some service. And I'd be looking at that in all sorts of ways and I'd be moving through the different stores and just seeing who's out there that's available. 
those people are well trained, but they're well trained within that environment. They're also usually on stuck on a, some sort of a wage with maybe a bonus structure, but it's not anything that you could get out in another environment, perhaps in a more entrepreneurial world. And sometimes you just need to show them that journey to come across to you. But there is a big pool of people right there. So the next question that the listener may be thinking about is, well, okay, I'm in this shopping centre and I'm buying a pair of prescription glasses and the person serving me is simply engaging, simply stunning to talk to. They've broken down the barriers. Now, how would you actually go about approaching them to try and suggest that you've got a vacancy for them? How would you do that? Well, for a start, I wouldn't do it there and then. I'd always just take that experience and I'm the customer on the day and I would leave. But I would make sure that I had their name off their name badge or their business card, or I had some way of contacting that person back. Now, if I couldn't get those details, it might mean that I come back in another day. But what I would look to do is within a few days, I would follow up with that person. And usually when I'm in that first environment where I first met them, I'm looking for a way to make myself memorable. So it might be part of the conversation, it might be something we talked about, so that when I can engage them again in two or three days' time, I can ring up and say, hey, do you remember me? My name was Grant, I came in the other day, you know, when I was in... Do you remember how the, the lady outside spilled a milkshake? Or do you remember how we, we couldn't find the right set of frames for the glasses? Or something that was memorable. And they go, yes, that's right, I remember you. Because remember, they've seen a lot of customers between your visit now and this conversation. And then I'm looking to bring up the rapport with them. And really, I'm looking for a little bit of an ego rub. I said, hey, I was absolutely stunned with the service that I got. And I was so impressed that I actually wanted to talk to you about your future and the plans that you may have. Could we meet to have a discussion about that? Now, you're the stranger, so there's a bit of safety issue here, but you know, you can certainly arrange to have a coffee with them in the mall in a public place. You know, they don't have to come for an interview. You can just sit down with them and have a really clear discussion about what's important to them. And that's non-threatening in any way. Now they might be very happy in that business. They might also be the owner and aren't actually that employable because they're tied into a business. We don't know, but let's discover that in that first meeting. And I think that's the great place to start. You know, you can't just come straight on in and whack someone right between the eyes about a career change. Sometimes it needs to have a little bit of a, of a journey. So what would you do, Jeff? You've owned a recruiting business, so I really would love your opinion on this. Grant, on several occasions I've been approached by clients that say, I've got a competitor down the road. And he's got some employees and they're just killing us. They're winning the accounts. Can you go down and see if you can approach them? So there's a phone script that I'd normally follow. And obviously the person listening to this must edit this before they apply it to their situation. But the phone conversation could go something like, Hi, my name's Jeff Miles and I'm ringing on behalf of one of my clients who's engaged me. Unfortunately, I can't tell you who that client is at the moment, but is it okay if I talk to you about a job offer or a career move? Are you free to talk now? And the person might say, yes or no, I'll call back later. Now, if they're okay to talk, you would then go on and say, my client has identified you as being very effective at your job and you're winning a lot of business away from my client's business. And they have asked me to approach you directly and say, would you be interested in discussing 
where your career is going with your current employer and what we could do to perhaps offer you a better role with our company. We'd like to discuss with you your level of salary, of total package, your conditions for where your career is going. Would you be interested in chatting about that? So you're trying to get this person to think, well, you know, maybe I should have a cup of coffee. And then you'd ask, would it be possible to have a cup of coffee or a cup of tea with you sometime next week? Would that be okay? Now, in 90% of cases, the person's at least said, yes, I'm prepared to have a chat. Now, what the employer's doing then, he's building a database of people, of talent, that virtual bench again, because that good person is employed. So one of the ways to do that is to just ring them up directly. The flip side of that and the danger side of that is that if you ring up that person, it's natural that they're going to go running back to their boss and they might turn around and say, I've just been approached by our competitor. Well, then you need to be not surprised if that competitor rings you up and has a go at you about headhunting their staff. So sometimes you might need to consider using a third party, such as a recruitment agency or an independent person who's got no axe to grind and your company can be protected. So that would be another way of actually approaching them. Jeff, you know, sometimes the timing is just not right. You know, if you're looking for a salesperson, for instance, they may have a lot in their pipeline that they can't afford to or don't want to walk away from to move camps. Sometimes to get the best salesperson up the road is near on impossible unless the timing and the planets line up when their bosses, you know, got offside with them or things have gone badly and they're ready for a move because the actual other employer has upset them out the back door. And then if the timing's right, you can bring that person in. It's not always easy if they do have that pipeline they've got to walk away from. So sometimes you've got to help people bridge that gap. And one of the things you might need to discuss in negotiation is how do you help them walk away from that pipeline, not have that affect their personal income in the very short term, but give them an opportunity to earn more in the long term. And it might be that the timing is just not right for them to move at all. It could be family considerations, it could be geographic considerations. You might need to allow them to finish off the next week, month or three-month quarter so that they can leave when it suits them. It's what I call the recruitment drip. You drip, 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 drip on them, and that drip might be six months, 12 months, 18 months, 24 months. But if you're constantly dripping on them nicely, you'll get the opportunity when the time's right, you will be at the front of the list. You're looking at it for a mechanism to stay in touch with them, to keep them on that virtual bench because you're not ready for them or they're not ready for you, but you can see that they've got talent or they might be going through a major project and you think, well, when they finish that major project, they're going to be a lot more valuable. So you may not have the job vacancy ready for them for six to 12 months. You know, the other thing that happens too, Jeff, is that most people would look at a vacancy situation. They say, well, when someone leaves, I'll replace them. Or when the company gets to this level of turnover, then I can afford this person. And that's actually often upside down. It's a catch-22. Sometimes you need to employ that person to get to that turnover. So you need to actually have a real clear look at your recruitment strategy, your staff strategy, not just what's on the virtual bench, but actually what's on the real bench and saying, you know, who do I need in the future and how does that person make this business pay? Because sometimes you can hire someone, for instance, you know, you might have to pay them $50,000 a year and you're not writing a check out for 50, it's $1,000 a week. So you've got some soft entrance on that, but their ability to bring in an extra 200000 usually a four to one ratio or more, is very real. And it might only take them four to six weeks to become self-paid and efficient. And then that exercise was very well worthwhile.
One of the final things to end up on this topic would be when you've made an offer to this potential person that you want to come and work for your company is the fact that they're going to go back and resign from their current employer. It is natural if they are the rising star that you can see that they are is that their current employer will counter offer whatever you're doing. So you need to be preparing that potential employee of yours and say, look, before you go back and resign, it's always worthwhile considering, has your current employer approached you about giving you more responsibility or a promotion or more money, which is what we're offering you? Have they done that proactively? And is that part of their career strategy? Because likely it could be that when you go back and tell them you want to resign, they will come back and say, well, we'll match that offer or better it. Now, the downside of that is that from now on, you're going to have to threaten to leave to get a better deal with that employer. And you need to be aware that you need to position that with that potential employee so that they're aware of how to handle it with their current boss. That's right. There's no point going through all that exercise of recruiting them and have them really just stay in their employer with a better deal. And you've just wasted your time. Exactly. And you know what? It's not the right thing for that potential employee either. It's not the right thing long term. If the employer's not going to look after them in the short term, he's certainly not going to do it in the long term. Exactly. Thanks for listening to the Business Rescue 101 podcast. For more useful business tips and strategies, visit thebusinessdoctor.com.au.